0: Hey, this is Annie. And Samantha. And welcome to Stuff Mom Never Told You, a production of iHeartRadio's How Stuff Works. (laughs) And welcome to a new year and a new decade. So, happy new year. Happy new year. I... This is so weird to record this before it's actually. This is happened. why I'm a little
1: confused because like later on we'll come back and talk about what we actually did and probably yeah. be a whole bunch of nothing. I know, but now I'm I wonder. It
0: went well for both of us.
1: I'm going to pretend like it's the apocalypse. Okay, and as. We mm-hmm. talked about earlier, and I'm, I'm, I don't know when that episode's coming through, about us talking about 2010, goodbye, 2010. Yeah. And I was super confused and confused yes. with the 2000s because yes. I am in that point in my life where nothing really big has happened. like No marriage, <laughs> no wedding, mm-hmm. no children, no houses. Well, someone, someone wants to buy me a house. Um, I will say I am now to the point, these are some acknowledgments, that I did get a new job in 2010. Yeah. So, so just as we're in 2020, I will give my highlight of 2010 that I forgot about because I was a decade <laughs> off.
0: Yes, <laughs> only uh, ten years. I okay. got.
1: I I started back to social work because I left it for a little while because of being really jaded and really actually had some anxiety attacks because of that. Mm-hmm. Came back to social work, brought me to this show. Mm-hmm. Yay! Yay! Um, as well as the fact that I have been able to, and and we'll talk about this later. I know, but to the point that I can get my own. Whatever, whether it's a car, all of that, without another signature, Mm -hmm. I've established enough credit to do that. And to me, that's really significant because I had to work really hard because I made some huge mistakes Mm -hmm. in my college years, in those 2000s that we're not actually acknowledging because it was 20 years ago. Oh, Uh my God. Um, But I got to that point. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm like, okay, okay. Those are significant things in adulting. Yes, so, I want to say that. Mm-hmm. So, in 2020, Happy New Year, as we've come in, I will become, I'm hoping, more acknowledging in the small things. Mm-hmm. As, obviously, when we recorded the throwbacks. Yes. As the look at the past, rather, mm-hmm. I could not remember a damn thing.
0: <laughs> yeah. That was very funny and that interesting. Was,
1: look, that put me in a spiral when I went back to my house and talking to my friends who are my age. But you're definitely not my age, um, as we have established. Mm. And it was like, wait, what does this look like? Because we become a whole new group of women yeah, with not having settled down, working on our career, caring more about ourselves than Pleasing someone else or trying to become a couple, which is yeah. not a bad thing. This sure. is all really big things, but it's become more and more normalized that women can be single, yeah, and then do not have to be married before thirty, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay, before forty. <laughs> um, so it's really interesting to have that conversation of like, what does that look like when you go past a certain point when yeah. you're not. In your 20s, getting your new job, establishing yourself as an adult and independent and going past that and and not hitting the mile markers of let's have a relationship, let's get married, let's have children, you know, we have this house.
0: What does that look like as an adult? Yeah. And it is going to be in this decade, I think, a really fascinating stuff is going to come out because it's kind of new, especially in our modern times that people aren't doing those things. Right,
1: and that it's okay. Like, we are supporting each other, and we have a support group. As before, you were called Spencers or Old Maid, as we had previously talked about, which is absurd in both of those Mm -hmm. conversations instead of just a bachelor,
0: yeah, you know? yeah,
1: And now it's okay, and it's normal. And then also, we still have that social network as we're no longer kind of like the Bridget Jones. (laughs) I don't know if you've ever watched it. (laughs) That's one of my Christmas specials because I love Colin Firth. Okay. So much. Yes. Apparently he's single now. Oh, hey, well, now's the time. Hey. <laughs> um, but she would go to a couple's dinner, mm-hmm. and the, one of the first things is, why are women single now? It was one of the little bits, little scenes, and she's like, oh, it doesn't help that we have scales, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you know, making herself the butt of the joke because right. she's single. Mm-hmm. That's not such a a need anymore, and and accepting being single is okay. Or even with couples that aren't with children, and yeah. still still live that kind of vicarious life of we're not bound. Not that children bound you, but there's a lot more responsibility in yeah. having children, as we yeah. know this. When you're responsible for a little life, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's so it's not as hard to be single in your later ages. I feel like, or be unattached in that life not necessarily single but you may be in a relationship but you're not married you're not tied down in that level of depending on someone else's finances depending on someone else's living situation and their you know good or bad decisions so having that availability of support network mm-hmm. and having more and more people becoming or in that lifestyle of waiting
2: mm-hmm.
1: is kind of nice and it's it's not so abnormal as once
0: you would have seen in Hollywood of old right and I think that's one of the things with technology in the right. 2010s, the rapid growth of technology. We've been exposed to a lot more experiences and different, um, different ways of succeeding or living than the traditional Hollywood, this is success, you have a mar- you're married, you've got a house, you have 2.5 kids, Right. whatever it is. Um, we've just seen that really shift. And I think that we're going to start really seeing the impacts of that shift in this coming coming decade. And so we see more and more women coming in
1: power, whether it's in politics, whether it's being a CEO of a company, whether it's being a voice for those who are unheard or not not heard. Mm -hmm. Um, We talked about people like uh, Jennifer Gunter, Jen Gunter, Dr. Jen Gunter, has become a face for conversations of female health. Mm -hmm. And I think it's fantastic because she is seen as somewhat of a leader, to be able to acknowledge all of, possibly, not all of, but a lot of our issues that were not acknowledged before. Mm-hmm. And here is a doctor. Here is a doctor who um, cares about women's health and women's issues and have gone through the, these things as well, who is speaking and have become more and more popular, more and more acknowledged as a professional, as an expert. Mm-hmm. And I love that. And I say that because how long ago, I mean, shoot, talk about the Ohio and I know we're going to talk about a little bit of politics, but the Ohio politician who tried to draft in about ectopic pregnancies and reimplanting oh, yeah. them, and then having to come back and say, I'm not a doctor. How did I know that didn't work? <laughs> what? What? And then Dr. <laughs> Gunter, who was one of the first one in the Twitterverse, saying, what is wrong with you? This is right. not a thing. And by the way, this is harmful for women who wish this could be a thing. Yeah. You little asshat. <laughs> Supernatural. That was my, That was oh, I love that term anyway. Yeah.
0: He says ass butt. He does. You're correct.
1: Ass hat is different from ass butt.
0: You're so right. Every time supernatural, <laughs>
1: but stuff like that, I love that that has become a forefront. And as 2020 comes along, I mm-hmm. think finally we're having moments of being represented. Like yeah. it's coming to terms, coming to that point of finally we can see ourselves. Whether it's and we're going. I know we're talking about the movie industry. What mm-hmm. we talking about? Um politics, once again, mm-hmm. or we're talking about within the medical field, just experts in general who p- we can see as, yes, they've done the studies. Yes, they've been a part of these crisis as well. And, and I think a part of that, once again, is me going back to in two thousand. Mm-hmm. this was my mile marker, in 2010 through now. I didn't see anything significant because I didn't hit what would have been the normal. And you and I had the first episode, of Are We Failures? And I felt like I was a failure because I hadn't hit those mile markers.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But I love the fact that in coming in 2020, when I look back at that, that's not abnormal right. necessarily. And in being able to have conversations with my friend group who are in that age group and have also been in the same place I am,
2: mm-hmm.
1: can acknowledge the fact that, yeah, oh, yeah, we those are not our mile markers either mm-hmm. and redefining what mile markers or significant things are in our life as being normal.
0: Yeah. I love that. Yeah, and um, I really want to come back to this idea that I, I read about when I was researching this episode called um, Woman of the House because the, the drastic shifts we've seen in the past two two decades where women are getting more of the college degrees. Women are actually a larger part of the workforce. Women are doing a lot of finances. They're also, for better or worse, largely worse, but they're caring for the family. They're like head of the house. And it's caused such... There are men's groups. I did not know this. I learned this. That people will go to where they feel like they aren't meeting the standards of being a man because the woman is the breadwinner right. and she does, she makes all of the, the big decisions. Right. And I just am really fascinated by all of these changes and what that's going to mean for our future. Right. Um, so, yeah, a lot of things are coming. And it's interesting the battles. Like you said, people are fighting this. Yeah.
1: As you're taking away tradition, you're taking away... Are what's wholesome yeah. so when you look at mike pence and his mm-hmm. standard of family and what the household should look like right which by the way obviously if you've not listened to us before <laughs> we don't agree with those no and we're going to try to be as objective as possible but you should know in 2020 it's been a rough four or five years yes. and it we're kind of tired of playing the middle line Mm-hmm. Would you agree with that, Annie? Yeah. And I think to this point that we can't afford to be in that middle line anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, objective and listening and debating is beautiful. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say that. I don't think there's a problem with that. But if we're allowing things and sentiments to pass that are harmful mm-hmm. for an individual and not talking about it or not acknowledging it as harmful mm-hmm. or not calling it out as harmful, is just as bad. Mm-hmm. And we know this as a quote about the man who sits back and does nothing is just as guilty. Or the woman. Or the
0: woman. <laughs> or
1: those who identify as non-binary. <laughs> All of
0: those. Everybody. Um,
1: and so, yeah, with 2020 comes with it's time and it's been time. Mm-hmm. But I think we're getting a little more and more courage to have that conversation of why is this ultimately harmful for the individual, not even the individual, or humanity alone yeah. in itself. And yeah, I think that's that whole back and forth is people are scared of change, and so what are they going to do, or what are we going to do, or what are whomever is scared of that change to try to fight it, and is that necessarily good or bad? Yeah. Right?
0: We're going to be having a lot of Ooh. those conversations this coming year. Yeah, so get ready, y'all. Get ready. Isn't it weird to think, I w- when I was, okay, so when you look up what's going to happen in 2020s, Nobody likes predicting, because then you can go back <laughs> and prove they're wrong. So right. everyone was like, don't ask me. Probably self-driving cars and 5G, but that's all I'll say. Um, I was like, there's going to be more than one presidential election in this decade. Mm-hmm. And it was just weird to think. I don't know. True,
1: because we're, we're, we're so getting in that up. way, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, because I was researching too, and... It was hilarious about what people were predicting and then below it would be like this is probably not gonna happen. Yes.
0: <laughs> people like to cover their ass.
1: By the way, we
0: should say No, no, no. We right. Say, we're not really. But I'm also
1: I am very much this person where I'm like, I may have mentioned it and so therefore if it happens I'm like I told you it happened <laughs> but I wasn't really, really confident. Sure. But, sure, but I sure. kinda sure. think I knew it was gonna happen. So you take
0: ownership oh, of yeah. it after the fact. If you're correct. <laughs> correct. But if you aren't correct, yeah. you ignore it. I'm like,
1: See, I told you. Kind of, Mm -hmm. and moving on.
0: (laughs) Yes, yes. I see what you're up to. I think it works for me. And 2020 is a big year because it marks a century since suffrage in the United States. And this is the 100th year since the 19th Amendment passed, which granted women the right to vote in this country. It's also the 10th anniversary of UN Women. And the UN has announced that the decade will mark the beginning of what they're calling UN Women 2.0. Wait, what does that look like then? What is UN
1: Women 2.0? They're just
0: having right now. They're having conversations about about what they want in this decade, what they want it to look like, and they haven't announced it yet, but they're conversing on it.
1: now. Okay, so I need to know who are they?
0: The UN people.
1: But who is it? Women or just yeah, it UN the, people? Okay, it's the, okay. Yes, the women of the a, UN. Yes. Okay, okay. Making sure it's like, are we talking about like the representatives that, no. that are out there or okay? No, there's is a Emma whole... Watson a part of this yes, conversation? She is. Okay, yeah, so she that's is. what I'm saying. She's an ambassador. <laughs> she is. So, so, like, is it actually the UN members or the ambassadors of? Or so
0: there's a whole group. Um, I think UN women. Okay, and it's it's not. Some of them are ambassadors and some of them are uh, members. It's a mixture. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah. All right, Emma. Yeah, we'll see. So there are a lot of organizations, if this is something of interest of you, because this is such a, a year, right? Uh, such an anniversary for a lot of things th- that are setting goals and ways that you can help achieve those goals for equality, for everybody. Um, but yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. Right. I know like at the beginning of every decade, you have hopes that by the end of that decade, something of blah, blah, blah has yes. happened. Yeah, I wonder if that puts a whole new spin on resolutions. It does, doesn't it? I I think it, well,
1: again, as we talked about uh, previously about 1999, everybody was super freaking out. So assumed that it was the end of the world. So Prince singing, Mm -hmm. you know party, like it's 1999. Yeah. Which I still say that phrase in 2019. Sure. You're welcome. Yeah. Um, Thank you. But, (laughs) (laughs) which I just said it to Rhea as her her birthday. Mm -hmm. Um, But that, you start having these significant, I have to do these things. Not only is it a new year, but it's a new decade. It's the beginning of something blah. Right. So we have to see, hopefully you would have some changes that were significant to that decade.
0: Right. I'm going to have to rethink all of my resolution. Oh, do you have resolutions? I am, yes. Are you a resolution person? I am. Absolutely, I am. I'm very competitive, so I usually achieve them. And I am so competitive that I don't care that that sounds kind of braggy. It's true. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but most of mine are kind of silly. Like one year, my resolution, I, I, okay, so I make however many the year ends in. So this year will be 20. 20. Um, And so a lot of them are small. So one year I I learned how to do the quarter thing on your knuckles where you can like move the quarter back and forth. You know, things like that. Yes. So I have a lot of tricky. I have a lot, an assortment of very random skills that I learned from New Year's resolutions. So
1: what was yours from 2019? And did you accomplish those?
0: Not all of them, but just a few. I did accomplish most of them. One of them, I do fall into the trap of making the really vague ones that you can't succeed. Right. That is the biggest New Year's resolution trap. And one of them was essentially get your destructive streak out of your system. And then in 2020, new decade, right. take better care of yourself. We'll see if that's true. I'm going to try.
1: But I mean, you have gone through therapy and you mm-hmm. have really made an effort in doing that. I know that was this year. That is a huge step.
0: Yeah, yeah, and it's frustrating because, as I said in I think in our trauma mini series, I really, really went off the rails when Trump was elected. Like I was pretty healthy before then, and then it just blew up. And so it's hard because I know twenty twenty is going to be hard, right? But I keep putting it off, and you really there's no something will always come up. So right. I'm gonna that's my goal. Okay,
1: yeah, um, I don't do resolutions. Um, um, I am one of those I'm a pessimist slash realist Mm. and I always as a cynic will always bet on the worst case scenario and when I'm because it's like a win-win. <laughs> so I can say either I told you so mm-hmm. or, oh, that's pleasant. I got something out of that because it's better than I thought kind <laughs> right. of situation. I am uh-huh. absolutely that person. Sure. Um, I also am absolutely that person that I'm like, yeah, that's about right. Something's going to go wrong. Some disaster of some sorts. I'm going to be the butt of that story mm-hmm. somehow or some way. Yeah. Um, so therefore, I don't do a lot of resolutions. I think mm-hmm. the biggest thing, though, when we ended last year— And and we've talked about this many a times because it's just a great story. I I think you and I had a really great friendship (laughs) beginning story. Um, But like sitting together and planning out what it would look like to be hosts together. Not even hosts, but the fact that we would do this series that was really, really dear to our hearts and very personal to both of us. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, my own goals, like I'm going to make it on the show, which (laughs) by the way, I'm still shocked that I'm on the show because I'm like... I'm
2: not that great. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you
1: are, and I'm definitely just coming on the coattails of seemingly like yourself, as well as Caroline and Kristen, who I who I hold as dear friends, as mm-hmm. well as amazing mentors in this field. Yes, because this is really odd to me. Yeah, this as a person who has been on feet on the ground in the in the in the crowd, hands dirty type of person with mm-hmm. social work coming into this seemingly is like, what is this world? Mm-hmm. And then also people seeing me sometimes is really unnerving. Sure. Because I love hiding. That's one of my favorite things. Being that, you know, person in the corner (laughs) saying Mm -hmm. a snide comment every now and again, getting a chuckle, and then moving out of the way. Mm -hmm. That's one of my favorite positions in life. (laughs) But stuff like that has been things that I'm like, okay, I'm taking a risk, and I feel like I'm taking a chance. Mm -hmm. And hopefully giving some... Outlook that is a little different from your usual, mm-hmm. and whether that's coming from social work, I know everybody's tired of hearing that conversation, but coming from that social work field, coming from uh, being a woman of color, coming from being adopted, you know, into this odd, odd spectrum of being in the southern culture as well, mm-hmm. and having an unsurety of what's going to happen next mm-hmm. as a, a female person of color mm-hmm. in the south. You know, And it's feeling like I'm underachieving because of my trauma as a child, holding with all the attachment issues. But here I am, and I'm like, okay, I'm coming to the point that I'm adulting. Mm -hmm. It's kind of about time, to be honest. (laughs) Um, But acknowledging that I have strengths with my weaknesses and using that. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of an interesting prospect. And what does 2020 look like for me coming into my 40s? I'm going to be coming, you know... Right. Be very real. One, in 2020, I will be 40.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's a significant yeah. <laughs> birth year mm-hmm. for most people. And I'm kind of trying to hold to the fact of what have I contributed? What am I contributing? How have I helped? How have I not helped? And how right. can I continue to be a better, uh, better source of whatever? Better advocate for those who can't speak for themselves or better mm-hmm. advocate for those who are not being heard. Like, that is something that's. In my 2020s, and I guess being a part of this podcast, being a part of something that is very, very poignant of trying to talk about the intersectionality of not only feminism, but just humanism. I mean, yeah. I guess that's the best way to put it. What does that look like in 2020, especially when you feel opposed?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And whether it's by other women, whether it's by politics, whether it's family members, whether it's your own head. It's to, okay, you've got to get your past through these anxieties and insecurities to being stronger, not necessarily for yourself, but for others. And what does that look like in
0: 2020? <laughs> Again, Very everyone is going to say hindsight is 2020. Oh my goodness. You know it's true. I'm not. You know it's I'm true. I'm not. Oh, you will. I won't. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of publications are preemptively calling 2020 the year of the woman. That's what I'm saying. I'm claiming it. Yeah?
1: We're claiming it. Okay. And when we say women, I'm saying with the X. Oh,
0: women. nice. You know, W-O-M-X-N. Uh-huh. That's how we're going to call it. Okay. So for the first time ever, the Center of American Women in Politics collected a data set of female rebound candidates, candidates who decide to run again after a loss, and as 2019 comes to a close, they've identified 79. This is the first time they've ever had those numbers. The mindset previously was that, in general, if a female candidate lost an election, she went on to something else, unlike male candidates. And we also just haven't had as many women running for office as we do now. And either way, this is an encouraging development. Another exciting thing is that as we get more women in office, we're going to start seeing them enact policies in this decade. And one example of this is the policy responses to Me Too. This movement led to an 80% increase, 80% increase, in sexual harassment bills introduced in states across the United States, which many of them will go into effect in 2020 or or soon after that. Mm -hmm. So that's, I mean, we can see it. It's happening. Changes. I'm just saying. People are becoming women, X,
1: um, (laughs) are coming on and understanding we got to go past our fears and anxieties and insecurities
0: because it's better for everyone as a collective.
2: hmm And yes,
0: it's time. It's time. And a <laughs> fun side note, the 2020s is when a lot of movies in the future took place, like Blade Runner. I'm still waiting for my flying car. I'm waiting for the fashion decision where we all wear, like, silver jumpsuits. Or the just black leather. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I want, you know, just everybody decides we're going to wear metallic, who knows why? To be fair, I wear black all the time, but nothing is faux leather,
1: mm-hmm. pleather, mm-hmm. none of that because I just don't. I want comfort. Everything to me should be spandex. That's true. What is happening with future people?
0: Well, you know, it's got to be comfortable spandex because we could go superhero route on this, but
1: I don't know. Oh, well, let's go with Wally, yes. in which they're all just in their floating chairs, yeah, right. in the jumpsuits, mm. and that's all very obvious. Either mm-hmm. polyester of sorts. But I want it to be more
0: comfortable. I want it to be like the cotton, soft cotton. Well. That's what I want. One of the technology predictions I did find is, as we said in our Goodbye 2010s episode, fashion is a big thing, even if we didn't talk about it that much, is that clothes, there will be nanotechnology in clothes now. (laughs) And that there will be other, fashion will expand to include more than what we think of it now.
1: So, is it going to be like "I'm pantsless, but with pants? maybe oh I will buy ten you're of those, on board. Please. I will buy ten of those <laughs>
0: okay and speaking of technology, let's talk about some technology Ooh. um it's so one of my favorite nerdy things as Samantha knows I love science, I specifically love physics, but I was really into. Ah, uh, this graph of showing how technology is just—we're at the very bottom of a huge exponential increase. Really, not 2010, because that felt like so many things we're, jumped. Yeah, so we're like coming up. Okay. Now, so imagine you're looking at a big kind of U. Yes. We're at this kind of center top of the U, gotcha. and we're about to go. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. I it probably doesn't, but I, no,
1: I, I saw it because you do. Yeah, a picture but the with listeners can't oh, okay. see my hand okay. movement. Okay,
0: basically, technology <laughs> is going to improve at a really, really rapid rate, and. It will continue to change how we interact or don't interact.
1: Oh, so in 2018, LivePerson asked people to name a famous woman in tech, and only 4% were able to, while 57% were able to name a famous man in tech. I'm guessing it's mainly Apple people. Mm-hmm. A lot of people said Alexa or Siri. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. But as more women take on leadership roles in the tech world, there's hoping that that will change. I'm not gonna lie, I had a moment where Alexa and Siri, I'm like, who are those actual voices? Because you know, like the movie Her. Yeah. yeah, you start wondering who
0: are these actual people.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> I knew tangentially, not tangentially, a friend of a friend uh, the voice of Marta, which oh, is our public transport yes, in Atlanta, yes. uh, and it was weird to hear That's her super speak. Weird.
1: <laughs> I would oh. think, especially like in um, England, when they do
0: Mind the Please Gap, Mind the Gap, you're like, oh. <laughs> Artificial intelligence is going to play a role in the 2020s and beyond. And as we know, coding can contain bias from the coders that can be baked into the code of an AI, which would be huge. Amazon did away with its AI recruitment tool after that AI showed a preference for male candidates. (laughs) So right now, only 12% of the AI research workforce is made up of women, only 12. And only 20% of leadership positions are held by people of color. So to combat this, there's a push to diversify the AI world through programs and nonprofits like AI for all. And AI, this is a huge conversation for a lot, a lot, a lot of reasons. Right. But it, it's going to play a role in pretty much everything we're going to talk about and also just pretty much everything. Uh, movies, book, TV, music, maybe, maybe even
1: podcast. Wait, am I going to lose my job before I even started? Maybe. Oh, damn.
0: Well, actually, and this is a whole other nerdy topic I love dishing, dishing on, is empathy. Mm-hmm. So jobs that require empathy and human human interaction, they don't think the AI will be able to replace that. There's been that conversation because um, that's one of the things I said about social work
1: and anybody who does any of those types of level, whether they work with children, women, mm-hmm. homeless, whatever, that they're not going to be able to do that. But there seems to be a back and forth about whether or not it could, people in technology and who are really big into technology like to argue with me about the benefits of sure these items. I'm like, huh, well,
0: okay. Yeah, and it is interesting, too, because I know for actors, like I read a lot of headlines that said um, James Dean is going to be the biggest star of the 2020s because they're remaking a movie with him in it. Uh, really? Yeah. Which movie? I don't know. Ooh. Yeah, so there is that aspect that they're already kind of replacing actors, and that seems like a very human profession that we're, like requires right, emotion. Right, So we will see. Mm. Yeah. And AI is going to also play a huge role in, in several things we're not going to talk about, but one of the big ones is medicine, right. the medical field, education, and self-driving vehicles. They've been trying to work on that for a minute. I think it'll happen this decade. I will make a prediction. You're gonna make that prediction. That's right, and you can come back at me in 2029 and say, "Annie,
1: I hope we're friends." Then
0: (laughs) I hope we haven't become enemies. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, 5G is gonna be a thing. That's what almost every article said. 5G.
1: That seems like that seems fairly plausible. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Totally. I I I actually thought 5G was already a thing. I'm not gonna lie, me too. Because my I my internet says I can access 5G. Oh, really? I just assumed that I was always behind. Well, we clearly are not. This is not an internet technology show. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. Mm -mm.
1: So speaking of AI, as more and more tasks become automated, analysts predict that women will feel the first wave since so many of our jobs are gender skewed. Into the late 2020s, but in the long run, jobs long dominated by men will likely be hit harder, which makes yeah. sense because when we think about things like garbage trucks,
0: construction is and one all they of always that, bring up.
1: Yeah. And yeah, so many accidents and so many ways of like safe safety precautions. Yeah, what better way to make it easier by having things that won't
0: get harmed or can't sue, unless. The machines become sentient. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Speaking of Blade Runner, um, the World Economic Forum estimates that by 2020, over 75 million jobs will be replaced by automation, but 133 million will be created. As a lot of these jobs will be in STEM, where women are traditionally underrepresented, this could impact women more. But this means it's the time that we can change that. We know it's coming We can work to change that. It further emphasizes the significance of getting girls and women into STEM fields. And, yeah, we're going to have to deal with a lot of the things. It's not like once 2010s come to a close, all those issues go away. We're going to have to deal with a lot of the things we talked about in that episode, um, including deep fakes, Mm -hmm. which is a very, I find very distressing. So, So distressing. Yes, yes. So that's kind of a brief overview on on some, some of the things. things that might happen in 2020. We do have some more pop culture things that might happen in 2020. Wow, I'm sure you're so excited. I am. But first, we have a quick break for a word from our sponsor. back. Thank you, sponsor. So, again, the trends of the 2010s will continue into the 2020s when it comes to a greater number of societal thrillers and horror movies and the increasing number of women and people of color directing and starring in Blockbusters.
1: Oh, for example, Mm -hmm. Kathy Yan's Birds of Prey starring Margot Robbie. Nikki Caro is helming Mulan, which I'm very excited about. The Black Widow directed by Kate Shortland and starring Scarlett Johansson. And Chloe Zhao is slated to direct Marvel's The Eternals. And all four of the Marvel DC superhero movies coming out in 2020 are directed by women. And two are Chinese-American, which I'm excited about. And yeah, now I guess was Spider-Man the first one to helm the new generation of Marvels? Since all of
0: the so phase four, the last movie of phase three was Spider-Man: Far From Home.
1: Oh, is that so that was a part of that the was phase the three. End. Yes. Oh, okay. 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 Because so. I thought maybe that was phase four, but that's opening up to phase four. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So in 2020s, we're going to have phase four. So that should be interesting.
0: Yeah, and I remember, uh, as a lot of you probably do, when the Marvel announced all of their projects. And so many of them involved women and people of color, and it was a lot more diverse than they have been. And there was, of course, the internet backlash Mm -hmm. of dudes like, no, not my Marvel, or whatever. But And as we said in um, the previous episode, I know that some people might be tired of superhero movies or wondering why we're talking about them, but so many people see them, and it really does impact kind of... A lot of culture and, and our just where we are. They honestly, by being more diverse, it does help have these conversations and move the the needle,
1: right? And that's what we talked about with fangirls. Mm-hmm. Look, if you bring in fangirls for more and more fangirls, mm-hmm. that's a lot of money to be made. And we already said that. Yes, um, Black Widow looked amazing. It.
0: It's it does. <laughs> I'm almost mad about it. I can't watch it right now. Um, another one I'm excited about, but very curious: Thor: Love and Thunder, which comes out 2021, uh, featuring Natalie Portman as Thor and Tessa Thompson as Valkyrie. I guess I don't know that Natalie Portman is going to become Thor, but I'm pretty sure she picked up the hammer. They kind Wait, of announced. it. I thought they it. are not already announced it. Yeah, but it's. I don't. I don't know if she's going to become. Thor. Oh, but she's, she's going to a significant role. Yeah, in she's going to be like the new Thor, okay. Lady Thor. Okay. Um, and Taika Waititi, I love, I love. Of course. So I'm very excited about that. Black Panther 2 in 2022. Blade, Mrs. Marvel, She Hulk, of interest to me, but not particularly like woman based. <laughs> uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier coming out on Disney Plus. Very excited about oh, that. Oh, it's on Disney Plus? Yes.
1: Disney Plus and Thrust? which I've been asking a lot of people mm-hmm. if they've heard that phrase, and mm-hmm. no one has, just so you know. Well, it's definitely a thing. And well, sp- I think, again, this may be one of those things where I was really confused about what decade I came from, sure. what significant decades, and I'm that old. I'm mm-hmm. like,
0: those kids these days. And they're plus and plus. <laughs> I can't imagine the look on my mom's face if I tried to explain this to her. But I think I might. <laughs> I think I might. Please do. I'll tell you how it goes. Yes. Um, <laughs> So, of 2020's
1: Sundance Film Festival competition directors, 46% are female, which marks the third year in a row row, row that numbers has gone up. Yay! And 38% are people of color, and 12% are of the LGBTQ plus community. So, yay, but still not high enough, y'all. No. Still not high enough.
0: Definitely not, but it is encouraging that the numbers keep going up. Absolutely. And because I'm a huge... Huge nerd, and I've made it very clear on this show before, Spider-Verse 2 comes out sometime in 2022.
1: Have you already set time with Chuck to do Movie Crush with him for that
0: one? I should. I should go ahead and put it on the calendar. (laughs) I was like, Chuck, can we do a part two on the movie crush where I continue to talk about Spider-Verse? Chuck is our celebrity, obviously. And
1: so he loved you on that, and they loved you on that. So
0: that means you're a celebrity, and I'm very impressed. It means I can make demands. You're right. I love it. (laughs) So when it comes to television, (sighs) television is in such a state of change right now. A lot of big TV shows are on their way out including Supernatural, leaving a vacuum for studios to fill. And reports indicate that multiple television networks are pushing for more female-led and female-directed shows and more shows centered on people of color, which is also promising. The CW is actually, uh, I believe, the one exception because their audience skews so Female, right? They're trying to find a show. For- <laughs> which, hey,
1: because they did have the Pretty Little Liars, which was a yeah. huge hit for them, mm-hmm. um, as well as they put in Supergirl, mm-hmm. uh, and they did Black Lightning, who is now female. I think the star is now female, mm-hmm. which is awesome. And they filmed that
0: uh, my neighborhood. Did they? Mm-hmm. They filmed
1: so many things that I just don't know what's happening. It feels like they're not all that great, but whatever.
2: <laughs>
1: Passing
0: judgment. Oh,
1: actually, we did do uh, In My Neighborhood, uh, The Hate You Give was filmed there. Oh, cool. Yeah, I was very excited about that. I tried so hard to find Issa Rae. Yeah. I was not cool enough. Didn't just work. Just so you know. Um, and I see we talk about, uh, you and I talked a little bit about
0: Dollface. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet, but my friends recently watched it and they are Are they me. fans? Yeah. So I have a hard time with it because it is That's so right. on the
1: nose. I started watching it and I kind of had to back off because mm-hmm. I am a binger. So yeah. if I'm into something I commit. Yes. And I, I'm gonna finish it out. Mm-hmm. And I think you are even impressed by the time frame of Supernatural. I very much was. Uh, Don't worry about it. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, Dollface, I think, had some really nice antics, but then the problematic antics that wasn't seen, to me, can be overused, as we have talked about before, Mm -hmm. about women being friends or women being advocates for each other. Mm -hmm. Um, And for those who don't know the actual plot, I'm not giving too much, but the main character comes in after a breakup, a hard breakup, realizes she has no friends, female friends, and goes back to her past mm-hmm. to find her female friends. And then the relationship there is and trying to bond with women. Mm-hmm. And I guess to me, it's kind of one of those, as you and I had talked about with the last Adventures movie, where they tried so hard to be like, yeah, women are great. Look right. at this 30-second clip
0: mm-hmm.
1: of women being great. Well,
0: 30 seconds is generous. Right.
1: <laughs> but that's kind of what it felt like to me with Dollface. And, I, and again, this is completely my opinion because... It's cute and all, but then you still have the overachieving tiger mom Mm -hmm. Asian character in there. And I understand it's kind of a niche overreaching, sarcastic show. Um, What is that called? Parody. It's kind of a parody of that, but it just Mm -hmm. feels like it's also feeding into, Mm. this is who you are. This is who they are, right? So you do have this, like, Brenda Song who plays the overbearing, overachieving character. And then you have Shay Mitchell who comes in as the party girl who doesn't have enough whatever, Mm -hmm. but she's easygoing, nicer than everyone type of mentality. So it's kind of like, okay, cool, cool. I'm really excited that this cast has brought this together. And then you also have an imaginary Catwoman character Hmm. that's a part of this. Okay, Yeah, so it was a very interesting taste.
0: I'll have to check it out. Um, It was on a lot of people's lists when I was like, what's going to happen to television (laughs) in the 2020s? And a lot of people said Dollface. Why? I don't know. I haven't seen it so I don't know. I will say it does have one of my favorite actors
1: cuz I watched Criminal Minds forever because mm-hmm. I am that person. Matthew Gray who who is the ultimate nerd hot guy. Mm-hmm. And he plays a a main char- guy interest character. Oh. So it's interesting to have him in
0: there. Okay. Well, I'll I'll report back um yeah, when I hey, whenever hey, I get around to it. It's that, really easy to watch. So one thing we do know is that traditional television has changed. Will continue to change. Streaming, they believe, has re- we've reached the saturation point. There are too many services. Most people are only willing to pay for two, and now we have ten plus services. Now I'm trying to think of how many I pay for one. <laughs> two, you know, you got to have the one you share, so everybody contributes. So, so I don't actually share any of mine. Oh, I do. I have a pot.
1: So I did one, but then as soon as my series that I liked went off, I (laughs) discontinued it. You know what I'm talking about. Everybody did it.
0: Oh. Everybody did it. I didn't do it. But my HBO comes with my uh, internet, actually. So TV is going to continue to change. Is that what we can say? Uh, Music. Uh, Music experts predict that uh, technology, as it advances and becomes more readily available, music creation will become more democratized. Already, producers have gotten younger. An article I read gave the example of Billie Eilish and her brother Phineas, who produced When We All Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go? in his apartment with readily available music processing programs. And on top of that, Musicians being discovered on things like Instagram or TikTok. But to be fair, they also were being discovered in YouTube. On YouTube. They were, but now it's Even TikTok. more so. <laughs> I don't understand TikTok.
1: Anyway, so we'll probably see continued dominance of female artists. Like, of course, I feel like these people will never die because they're going to be legends. Beyonce, Taylor Swift, Ariana Grande, Lizzo, Rihanna, Cardi B, and Nicki Minaj. I think they keep putting their names out there as... Yeah, I mean, kind of, it's kind of the battle of who's the queen. Right.
0: But and also, all we're are all queens. queens. It's, it's the, the end yeah. of Mean Girls. You yeah. split up the crown.
1: Yeah, and that's become more and more looked down on, which I love. I love that instead of competing with each other, it's now time to come together. Support and it's each a other. beautiful thing. It
0: is. It's a beautiful, love each other. Another beautiful thing. Ah! Moving on to other entertainment. The Last of Us 2, which, as everyone knows, probably... The Last of Us is my favorite video game.
1: I, was like, no, I had no
0: idea what that was. No, and you it, just said it. It features Ellie, which is one of the first really strong, young uh, video game characters, playable video game characters that I really immediately was moved by. Very complex, very well-thought-out character. The sequel is coming in February. I'm very, 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 very
1: excited. So I'm not going to see you in February, am I?
0: No. Okay. Cool. Actually, it got delayed, but anyway. <laughs> um, the Olympics... Again, there's going to be more than one Olympics, but I'm excited to see Simone Biles at the 2020 Olympics. Uh, Tokyo, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, And then the rise of esports. This was in a lot of people's... This is what's going to happen in 2020s. We talked about esports very briefly in our Women in Gaming episode and how very few women are represented in what is actually a very lucrative industry. So as esports grow... More popular, which they are, I believe, more people watched World of Warcraft, some video game thing than the Super Bowl. Right. Um, the, last, the last Super Bowl. Wow. Yeah. Uh, this is going to be a conversation that we, we need to have. We want to see awesome women in the, the field of esports. Sure, yeah. Yes. So, a lot of things on the horizon. And speaking of a lot of things on the horizon, we have to talk about politics. Mm. But first... We're going to pause for one more quick break for word from our sponsor. And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. And yes, uh, Yes. we're back with politics. We do have a very big presidential election coming up here in the United States in 2020.
1: And just so you are prepared, we're going to be talking a lot about politics and women in politics and those who identify as women or non-binary people coming in. Hopefully, there'll be more and more of those Mm -hmm. represented in politics. It's going to happen because it is 2020, and we know
0: it's a big-ass year. It is. It is. Uh, Yeah, as we record this, we don't even have a Democratic candidate. And yeah, it is weird to think... There will be more elections. There will be two more this decade. Wow! Yeah, not to mention all the midterm, state, and local elections. And we're going to have to do something
1: about that student debt. Yeah. And
0: I say this personally as myself. At at this point, I still have a little bit of student
1: debt. Um, As of now in the U.S., 43 million student loan borrowers owe an estimated $1.4 trillion. And getting an education... Let's be honest, it should not be something that financially follows you around the rest of your life. But yet, it still does. And we know that, and I will say for my coming up, my brother, my older brother, and my I, don't, I think my sister, neither one of them had what we call the Hope Scholarship, which is in the state of Georgia. And I know a lot of places in the country have this type of um, education where you're an A-B student. Yeah. You get fully funded. You may not get paid for, you may not get scholarships for housing or all of that. Right. But if you're in state tuition is covered Mm -hmm. but before then people had to either you had to choose to go to school or to get a job yeah and and as we know i think as i've learned growing as an adult taking care of myself i can't do both because Mm -hmm. i can't pay and give that much time and try to get money at the same time and and those who can't who do it it's hard and you know what hats off to you yeah we see you we know you're working hard do it um But yeah, that's one of the big questions that's coming up and one of the big debates of where do we lie when it comes to education and Mm -hmm. why are we penalizing people for trying to further themselves and should we be allowing this type of situation to grow? And this type of companies that are making money off of it Mm -hmm. is that who is truly being benefited for this kind of profit, profiteering, I guess.
0: Right. So that's something we're going to have to deal with. Something else we're going to have to deal with is sustainability and climate change. One big thing I saw is that China has a plan to ban coal by the end of the 2020s in six of its main districts, and that is a huge, huge thing. That'll be interesting. Yeah, they are leading the way when it comes to sustainability technology, so something to keep an eye on. And one, th- I did want to mention when I was searching... 2020s, women, whatever, you know, trying to find any kind of thing. Google tried to auto-correct it to um, we will have a female president in the 2020s, just not now. Mm-hmm. Meaning there will not be a female president in 2020. And that got me thinking, do you think we'll see a female president in, in 2020? 2020s? Not 2020,
1: 2020s. 2020s. I really hope so. Yeah. I think the narrative has changed is changing better and better and, and people are, are finally facing the fact mm-hmm. that women are put on a different standard than men mm-hmm. and i think that's one of the big things of like of having when hillary clinton came in and her having her credentials but then her having that type of baggage that she brought in and her being titled unlikable why didn't you use these people instead and now we have those people yeah <laughs> and they're still unlikable yep. and it's 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 we're turning some people are actually changing their mind, realizing, "Oh, this really is a thing," mm-hmm. because they were the one that to say, "Well, if you had this person, mm-hmm. and it's not working, right?" And I think I'm hoping that that's happening. And I, I'm, and I'll, when it comes down to it, I want to see that progress. But I want to see someone who is just qualified. Period. <laughs> right. You know, that's kind of where we are at this point in time. And at this time, it it may not be who I would want it to be. Mm-hmm. But I think, at the very least, I'm going to cross my fingers. Yeah, and 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 truly believe that people are going to see that leadership is important, and who we choose is really important, and who Mm -hmm. we choose to ignore is also really important. Yeah, that's my (laughs) non-answer.
0: The traditional we've come out. Our strong predictions are there will be 5G. (laughs) (laughs) And I said that was you. That wasn't even me. (laughs) I'm sticking by it. it. Oh, automated cars. I think that will be a thing. Um. yeah, when we're talking about hopes and I was thinking about what I hope for, uh, I want to see uh, more women and people of color making badass content. Right. I want to see them in leadership positions. Um, I want us to continue having these conversations around intersectionality, sexism, racism, how we can uplift marginalized voices. I want to see women's equality improve everywhere. Because, again, the United States is not the only thing in the world. And I read a lot of articles that said this is our final decade in power.
1: I mean, and that makes sense. As you see the protests happening for a lot of movements, whether it's India or Brazil had really powerhouse uh, protests Mm -hmm. for people, for women as well. And seeing that, yeah, that absolutely makes sense because their voices are getting louder and louder and louder. We have... Greta, I'm just going to call her Greta. Uh, we had Greta coming in talking about the fact that she's, uh, you know, she's concerned and these group of kids are coming out strongly. Yeah. And I love that. And it's an international group of kids and that's mm-hmm. beautiful. And I think, yeah, absolutely. That makes perfect sense. Do it.
0: Yeah. Inspirational. Inspirational. The youth. The youths. Um, I want to see white women recognize their privilege more. Yes. I want us to talk about violence against trans people because yes. we're not having those conversations enough. Uh, The rolling back of abortion bans. (laughs) Yes. I want to see more women in leadership positions all around the world. And I hope we finally get serious about climate change and affordable health care. Passing the ERA would be cool. The Equal Rights Amendment. And more pockets for women. I just want those really pantsless pants. (laughs) The pantsless pants. Uh, I said it. I will put in another another very vague prediction. Technology is going to drastically change. I believe that is true.
1: Uh, I will stand 110% behind that because the changes in my lifetime as an adult has been shocking. Yeah. The things that I... I and again, some of you are not going to realize this for another 15, 20 years, and that's fine. But coming to the point of where I am today to when I left college thinking... I know the world.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: The mass changes in technology alone is shocking.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And looking back on what it was then, and to the things that I can't work today because I don't understand it, mm-hmm. I've become my mother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. just, I just have to acknowledge, yeah, it's going to be crazy, the things that we do, how easy things are going to be accessible, and at the same time, how detrimental those accessible things can be for people. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like when I talk to my kids that I work with, and I'm like, "Hey, if you put it out there, it's out there forever. Yeah. Nothing is private."
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: having to, from you know, fifteen, twenty years ago, that
0: wasn't a thing. Yeah. To
1: today, it's like, what?
0: Yeah, and kids not acknowledging and understanding that yeah. what that means. That was something else I read in a lot of these pieces about the 2020s is that privacy is going to become a quaint thing mm-hmm. of the past. Right. It's almost going to be like, oh yeah. It's that Black Mirror privacy. episode. I know. The one of two that I watched. <laughs> well, there you go. Important <laughs> to this conversation. Yeah, and it, uh, there's also a lot of interesting technology around, speaking of Black Mirror, being able to digitize yourself after you die. That might happen. And then being able to interact with, uh, using your brain, just interact with technology.
1: Right. Yes, yeah, uh, oh that chip in the brain to
0: turn things on. The old chip in the brain, as they say. Um, Who says every day Samantha okay. <laughs> you never ask who they <laughs> is i always ask <laughs> you do uh, and yeah for this show we're hoping to do more collaborations more traveling finally get the book club going Woo! and we just want to say as we close out this episode we're so so thankful to have you listeners in our community constantly making us better and we hope that you had a safe, happy holiday and that you have a safe, happy decade. Yes. Thank you so much for being accepting
1: mm-hmm. and being patient as mm-hmm. we grow together Yeah, and learn together, mm-hmm. which is what I love. And for 2020, please know that one of our goals is to continue to learn and being taught new things. Yeah. So, continue to tell us when things are awry or continue to tell us what's important to you and yeah.
0: continue to reach out to us because we hear you we see you we love you we do and there are many ways you can reach <gasps> out to us tell me Annie how I can I can we would love to know what you're excited about what you're hopeful for what we should be keeping an eye on you can send all of those thoughts to our email which is stuffmediamomstuff at iheartmedia.com you can find us on Twitter at momstuffpodcast or on Instagram at Stuff I'm Never Told you. thanks as always To our super producer, Andrew Howard. Hey. And thanks to you for listening. Yes. (laughs) Stuff I'll Never Told You is a production of iHeartRadio's How Stuff Works. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, you can listen to the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.